Hi, honeys. Welcome back to another episode of I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I cannot believe how long this episode took for me to get up for you. I am so sorry. It was supposed to come out Wednesday. It's Saturday. I had such a journey with my MacBook breaking, Adobe not downloading. It's just been it's been a journey, but it's a great episode, so I totally think it's worth it. Um, Also wanted to give you the heads up that we do cover mental health awareness in this episode. So if that's something that might trigger you, um, just want to give you the heads up about that. Also, super exciting. I finally did some show notes. So while you're listening, the tools that I mentioned, those are going to be in the show notes, the links for the Ben Affleck, Jennifer Aniston stories, the links for the incredible Almost 30 podcasts I listened to and the podcast pro that I got some training for more on that in the episode and a lot more. So make sure you check that out. You can find them on the blog section of ashleysleek.com. Come and yes, enjoy the episode. Oh, sorry. One last thing. I mentioned a few times that I did a YouTube video, which I did do, but that's not going to come out until next week because I just wanted to make sure I could get the podcast up. So stay tuned for that and make sure you're following me at Ashley Sleek on all platforms for more updates. Okay, enjoy the show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek. And if you think I'm going to get any deeper, into this podcast without immediately addressing Benefer. You are out of your mind. You must be new here. Hello. Welcome. If you are new, welcome to the club. Welcome to I'm Sorry What, the podcast. I think I already said that. I'm Ashley Sleek. I am losing my mind over the fact that Ben Affleck and J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, Miss Iconic Queen herself, have rekindled their romance and we were just exposed supposed to work today like I was supposed to just like get through my meetings as if the cultural shock phenomenon was not going on of Benefer part one like you might know Benefer from Jennifer Gardner who he married but no he also dated Jennifer Lopez they did get engaged which we all know is her cup of tea and like look I will never hate on a bitch for that like Ariana Grande said seven rings for for her bitches, but Jennifer Lopez had bitches give her rings like she's got seven rings from different bitches and like both are iconic and both are amazing. They're just like not exactly built equal. You know what I mean? So anyways, um, I, I could not get very far without addressing this immediately. You know how there's like things in life that you're kind of you end up kind of being known for and people text you when things like that happen. It's like, you know, if you're a super big sports fan or, you know, you love the Warriors, the basketball team, like when something happens with them, you like get texted. Oh, Steph Curry shot a basket or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why I went with basketball. It's like the one sport I don't totally understand, but whatever. So anyways, like, you know, when that happens and people are so excited, they text you. Uh, that for me, um, it's a few things. It's uh, One Direction. If anything happens with them, like when Louis got a girl pregnant. Oh, my God, my phone blew up. I literally thought something horrible happened in my family or something. I was so nervous. And I mean, something horrible did happen to my family. My husband got, you know, a girl pregnant. Um, but, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, and celebrity stuff. I would also say alcohol is probably in there in any um, form. You know, uh, a new brewery opens, a new winery. Uh, someone just wants to get drunk. I, I also get texted for that. But celebrity sightings is a big one. And I got a few text messages today 
uh, that, of course, I haven't responded to because I'm the worst, but doing it here on the podcast about Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. So, like, here's the here's the skinny. If people still say that, I don't know why that came out of my mouth um, about what what happened. So they went on a week long vacation in Montana. Um, apparently a rod is shocked because, you know, they broke up, but he kept thinking that they were going to get back together and it hasn't exactly been confirmed why they broke up, but most people are thinking that he cheated on her and he totally thought that things were going to work out. Of course, this is an E news insider. So like take it with a grain of salt, but what we're here, I mean, E news is a reliable source, but still take it with a grain of salt. So according to the source, they're saying that, you know, he keeps trying to call Jennifer like he thought they were getting back together. He is totally shocked. The word they use is flabbergasted. And I'm not exactly sure if that was his word or their word, but either way, I'm loving it. Um, So yeah, so he's like totally shocked thinking they were going to get back together. And then, you know, she's just like, you know what, actually, I think I'm going to get back with my ex of like 17 years ago ex. And this is like the fun thing about, I guess, you know, dating when you're older is that you can really just like go back to anybody like the roster is full. And Jennifer Lopez's roster is very impressive. And that has everything to do with the fact that she's just like a bad bitch woman who like radiates that energy and like. Yes. You know what I mean? Like if you came here to talk shit about how many times she was engaged or that she's moving on too fast or any of that shit, like feel free to just end because like that those aren't the vibes here. That's not the energy. This is all about let's support a woman who is just like incredibly a bad bitch. And um, you know what? If she, if she is allowed to grieve her relationship however she wanted, because I, I thought they I thought her and A-Rod were endgame for sure. But, you know, they weren't. And if he cheated on her and she wants to go do whatever she wants, when they're broken up, she gets to do whatever she wants. So, you know what I mean? It's like, are you really going to sit here and try to tell me that, like, A-Rod's more impressive than J-Lo? If, if that is also your stance, feel free to leave. This is not a... Um, baseball podcast. So no, thank you. But what (laughs) when I was looking into this, because I remember that Ben Affleck was also just in a relationship. So I was like, how long ago was that? And um, this is my first time doing a YouTube video podcast. So I'm still trying to figure out how to hold my notes so that um, I can read them. And you can also like, I don't look like a weirdo, but you know, journeys. So anyways, they he was dating um, a woman named Anna. They broke up back in 2020. But my favorite thing I learned while researching this, because it had been a while, was the fact that in January of 2021, so fresh this year, um, he, I guess, had a cardboard cutout of her and like paparazzi shot photos of his, you know, um, I, I guess people who work on the house, like throwing away the cardboard cutout. Full blown like caught. So JLo, if you're listening to this, a cardboard cutout might not be the best. We're back together gift for Ben Affleck. He will get rid of it at some point. I mean, hopefully you stay together, but I really can't imagine. I mean, it sounds like a gift I would give my boyfriend, a cardboard cutout of myself, but I do have a lot of questions there. So I don't think Ben's going to answer my call to get back to me on that. Um, So I'm just going to have to speculate that she thought it was funny or or someone gave it to him as a joke. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm clearly single as fuck right now. So I don't know if I um get to give the best dating advice, although 
coaches don't play. You know what I mean? Like, there's a reason most coaches, you know, they had their time, but they're, you know, that's why they're coaching, not playing. Anyways, so um, we, <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know. I just like maybe wouldn't recommend a um, cardboard, cardboard cutout for your boyfriend's birthday. I would also like to, you know, move on from this and talk about the drink I'm drinking today. So um, mm, it's like 448 when I'm recording this. Also on a Monday. So I'm really hoping in the next two days we don't find out the Benefer thing is a scam because I will be so upset and I would have to cut out the first seven minutes of this podcast of me being so thrilled. And that would just be like literally the worst. But anyways, I am drinking a White Claw on the rocks with a dash of the watermelon cucumber cooler juice from Trader Joe's. Now, the watermelon cucumber juice is my summer essential Trader Joe's item. If you have not enjoyed this yet, it is like the perfect juice to mix with anything. Like this is literally a a lime white claw. I've had two sips, so don't mind my apparent already slurring. But um, yes, this is super delicious. For those of you who are watching on the YouTube channel, this is my sister of honor wine glass that my sister got me for her wedding to drink out of. Um, and I did. So anyways, yeah, I, I am just so over the moon about Benefer and my cocktail. If you'd like to try this, I would call it White Girl Ratchet. Summer White Girl Ratchet would be the name of the drink. And I highly recommend. Highly, highly recommend. OK, so we're <laughs> I know I, I think this podcast is going to be a little bit of a, an emotional roller coaster, which is very representative of my life current state. So I feel that it's just about right. Um, but it's Mental Health Awareness Month, which is so important to me as somebody who struggles with both anxiety and depression. Obviously, um, you know, I I take it very seriously. And I think it's such an important conversation to talk about. And I think that more people are talking about it now. And I really I really like that. And this kind of got brought up the other day. Um I can't really expose the situation in which this came up, but basically, you know, one of the old elder generations what that's not, you know, Gen Z or millennial was kind of talking about kind of poo-pooing the idea that we talk about mental health, um, you know, and I, I don't I think, you know, the way they were saying it, I don't think they thought I was going to disagree um, because it was in the middle of a hot, juicy gossip sesh, which Yes, I pointed out how actually important it is to talk about it. And the reason I think it's so important is because it it kind of helps everybody in a way. So if you're someone who's struggling with it and you feel so alone, it's kind of this, you know, reminder that you're that you're not alone and it's not weird. OK, so other people have that thought and other people continue to live and other people continue to thrive in their lives. So it's possible that it, it's it's something we can do. And then, you know, for people who don't experience it, I think it's this great, you know, kind of opening to them to understand it, because I think we grew up at least I'm a millennial, so I'll speak as a millennial. Um, you know, we grew up with a lot of judgment. And I just remember that my whole life of not saying necessarily from my parents, but um, there was just a lot of pressure to kind of be perfect and go to college and get a job and like do everything in this right order. And, you know, 
the idea that you take a mental health day is like so crazy. It also doesn't fucking help that everyone was like millennials are the worst in the job force, like blah, 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 blah. And it's like, actually, I think millennials are just trying to fucking take care of themselves and they're not trying to overwork themselves and they're trying to like figure it out and do a work life balance because I think we just understand that we have one life to live. And yeah, sure. There's some, maybe there are just some straight up lazy of us, but it has not been my personal experience. But, you know, I just think it's kind of this thing that as you talk about it for people who might not be aware or maybe grew up in a house that didn't really talk about it that much, like it's just helpful to kind of get a better understanding of the world around them. Because I know this is one of those sayings that's so overdone, but like, I love it, whatever. It's like, you really never know what someone's going through and someone could literally look picture perfect and their world could be falling apart. So I think that the world could use a lot more empathy. And I think that us talking about mental health really kind of gets that together. And so, you know, for me, I've had my own obvious struggles. I talk about it a lot. But, you know, there's there's also things I don't really talk about a lot, which is kind of, you know, my beginning journeys with mental health. And um, I think I think I always had anxiety. I was just very socially awkward. And I think it just translated into me being like really loud and, and all this stuff. But like, I just remember from such a young age, kind of thinking about and replaying conversations over and over again with friends that I had and, you know, just just anything, just overthinking it and then overly apologizing or like freaking out if someone got mad at me. Like somebody getting mad at me was like the end of my world and I would do literally anything to get them back. I wrote one of my friends a song and recorded it on a cassette. I hope it never sees the light of day. Um, I don't know where it is. I once again, I hope it is gone. But like I wrote this freaking song because I thought she was like mad at me and she wasn't. But I was just like so overwhelmed and just wanted I, I just didn't want anyone to like hate me. And it took me like years. I mean, recent years to understand that that was an anxiety thing. Like I had no idea. I just thought I was fucked up, you know. And sometimes when you just like put a, a term to what's going on in your head, it just kind of like solidifies things back, at least for me. Like, that's how I felt. Um, So, you know, but it really all came to head when I turned 16 and I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease. I was put on a medication called prednisone and they kind of warned me that, you know, you either get really high highs or really low lows. And I got really low lows. And it was just, you know, wanting to die every day, not wanting to get out of bed, constantly thinking people hated me. People did actually not like me um, through that time, which that's their own journey. Um, and, you know, I, I went to therapy and I didn't really like like it at the time. I just felt like so overwhelmed by the idea that someone was like and I just felt like it was just too much, just like very overwhelming. And um, I think I was more rejected from it because there was just so much going on at the time that it was hard for me to process that on top of getting a brand new illness I knew nothing about um, that I al- like also my brain just wasn't working right. And I just couldn't process that. And I feel like that was a big miss in my life. And I, I kind of wish I would have stuck to it. But I do believe in everything happens for a Riesling. And I think that like I I maybe I just couldn't handle it at the time. And, and to me, the only way to get through it was to just act as if 
I was this hero that was getting through this illness and I was having no problems. You know, that's kind of like what I thought was going to get me through it. And then, you know, throughout college, I definitely had some issues I just didn't really address. And it wasn't until I graduated that I felt everything kind of crashed back down on me. I think the the pressure of living the certain dream, having these dreams my whole life, and then finally being at the point where I was supposed to make them come true was so much. And then, you know, you're kind of like, oh my God, things really aren't happening the way that I wanted them to, which is an th- idea that I thought I would understand because things just never really worked out the way I wanted them to um, growing up. But but this was like, oh no, shit's like really not happening the way you wanted it to. And, you know, I got into radio and that was super exciting. And, you know, I was starting to kind of love my life again. And then I, I can't even pinpoint the moment that it just took a turn. And I don't, I don't really know what triggered it, but, you know, I ended up having to take a medical leave from work in 2016. Um, I took I believe it ended up being four or five months off to deal with my mental health and my physical health. And that whole time just seems like such a blur to me. Like, I forget that I even did it. Like I was writing um, notes here about, you know, my mental health journey. And I was like, God, I forgot I even did that. Like, I forgot I took off that time and I. I remember the therapy. I went to like a group therapy like every day. And, you know, that just wasn't really my thing. And, um, you know, it took a bit to figure out what exactly was going to stick for me. And I and I had found that one therapist and, you know, works kind of better for me. And now I'm kind of back of like, oh, shit, now I got to find another therapist because um, you can hear in a previous episode that like mine dumped me. And, <laughs> um, you know, it just it, I just haven't found the right fit yet. But I'm definitely, you know, pick things up along the way, some tools and and things that kind of help through. But I definitely think, um, you know, being back at home right now in the breakup and, it's it, it it's hitting me all over again. It's just like I feel so tired all the time and my brain is going like a mile a minute. I mean, every, every little thing to you should have seen how many times I set up this podcast today or, you know, um, I restarted it like a bunch of times and I was like, bitch, just start this shit like fuck, you know, Um it was just so it's just been so overwhelming in my brain right now. And I kind of like am not doing anything like I, I have tools and I'm just like not using them. And I thought, let's let's talk about that. Like, let's talk about, you know, how we work through that and things that are helpful, because I think, too, you can kind of get set on using one tool all the time. And then when that starts to not work because you're just so reliant, like for a little bit, I was coloring and I was coloring like every time something bad happened and then I would get frustrated when that didn't work. I was like, but I fucking colored a whole R2D2 page. Like, why am I still upset? And it's just that, you know, it's it's not always one thing. So it's that's why they call it a toolbox full of tools that you can have to help. And so, um, you know, I, I always talk about journaling being a big one for me. And that's kind of why I started the blog. And, um, you know, I had, haven't been doing it as much as I want to, but I think that journaling also can be different. You know what I mean? Like I love it. And I love sitting down and writing. Like I, 
I exude in myself main character energy and that's just the way I like to live. So me sitting there writing a blog is like I'm just writing a memoir about my life and I love it. And I think, okay, maybe someone's going to like read this and it's going to help them or something. But also sometimes it's just like small notes to myself. Like in my phone, I just have to like write something out or, you know, um, I talked about this on my TikTok this morning. Like my best friend Jasmine bought me this little notebook and it's got like daily quotes in it. She bought this for me for, for my breakup. And I used it this morning and I just wrote down like three affirmations. And then I read the quote at the bottom and it was super cute. Um, you can see it on my TikTok. Shameless plug. Follow me at Ashley Sleek. And, uh, you know, it was just like great. It was just the super helpful kind of tool. And I think journaling sometimes gets this rep of, oh, my God, it's like I got to sit there and write a bunch of stuff, which I think is helpful, too. But like, don't forget, sometimes you just need like to remind yourself little notes. So I know that I've talked so much about my tools. It's exhausting for you all. So I asked on my uh, TikTok and my Instagram for my followers to share with me some tools that they use or things that like just bring them joy, because I think, you know, Tools kind of sounds like, OK, it's something that's going to fix me or, you know, where it it is that. But it's also just like these little things that um, it's almost like when you open your toolbox and there's like a sticky note in there from your parents or your partner or whatever. That's just like, hey, have a great day. Like sometimes we just need moments of joy that are just these sticky notes that are in the you know, they're in the toolbox and we just have to, you know, get them. So. Um, one of them was, uh, Chloe, which is my friend Vanessa's dog. She was on the podcast before you can listen to girl chat with Vanessa. Um, I absolutely love animals and I think they do so much help for people. Um, my dad's one flaw in life is that he, um, doesn't like dogs. And honestly, it's the worst. Um, I don't understand how he ever had groupies with his hatred of dogs. But, you know, I, I was so excited when I was living with um with my ex to get a dog. Like, that's what I like could not wait for. And like, I'll add it to the list of reasons. I'm just like so mad about our breakup. But one of them being that I never got my freaking dog. Um, So I love that. Um, Another was uh, the roommates doing the dishes. So like these random moments for her. So it's like, you know, you weren't expecting it. And it's just like this nice little surprise. Um, Baking and drinking wine. I loved this one because, of course, like alcohol is not to be used as a crutch. But, you know, sometimes it's just like this nice kind of like fun thing. And you want to talk about main fucking character energy, which, as I stated, is my favorite. The idea of baking and drinking wine is just so elite to me. Like, I'm just picturing a cute little apron, glass of rosé, baking a cake, and then eating it like, ugh, a 10 out of 10. Um, A puzzle or a group game. I love this. My mom and I were doing a bunch of puzzles um, in the beginning of quarantine, and it was just like, it's kind of like the coloring thing where it kind of gets your mind a little bit distracted, and, you know, it's so exciting to accomplish something. Like, I think that's such a big part of mental health is feeling like you kind of accomplish something, and um, so I think that's super great for this. And um, seeing my friends succeed. I completely agree with this one. Um, my friends are my lifeline. They're my favorite thing um, ever. And whenever I see one of them succeeding, it just makes me so happy. So I know some people are like they scroll through Instagram. and It's hard not to like compare yourself to people and all that stuff. But 
change your mindset on that because I really like to scroll through my Instagram when I'm having a hard time to just be excited for someone else to like take my brain out of me and stop focusing on me and see someone else's success and just be exciting. And I just want you to know, like I say that meaning that I did a lot of brain draining to get to there, like a lot of brain training. It's very like jealousy and competitiveness is one of my worst traits and something I struggle with really hard. So, um, yeah, it took a long time to get out of that mindset, but I, I love it. I love seeing my friends thrive. Um, I had a few about, uh, going outside and hiking and running outdoors and just sunshine in general. Like I was just telling my dad, so they redid the whole house here because, you know, I live back at home. And um, I hadn't seen the outside of my house until my sister sent me a picture. Like she doesn't even live here. And she sent me a picture that my mom sent her and was like, oh, the house looks so good. And I was like, oh, who's like, whose house is that? Where'd you get the picture? She was like, that's the house that you live in. And I had literally just been sitting inside in my bed every single day and I hadn't even seen the outside of my own house like in that long and you know it's so detrimental and I know it's a slippery slope because that is one of those things that people are like you know it gets a stigma where people are like go take a walk you'll be fine and it's like there's a difference there it's like no one's saying like you're going to be all cured by going outside. But it's like it's just a tool that could really help you. And I think staying inside all the time is bad. It's also bad for your um, complexion if you don't want to look like Casper the fucking ghost. (laughs) And um, my sister said me. So I bring her joy, which is great. And then one of my favorites was retail therapy. And I have to tell you guys, like, I don't know what the shit happened, but um, I, I have always been a shopper, but it's not really a, been as much about clothes. I more like to do like watch TikToks on amazing stuff from Amazon and then buy all that shit. I haven't really been. I, I all have always loved fashion. I was a fashion intern in L.A. when I was in college, but I just always felt like I wasn't skinny enough or didn't have the right body to enjoy fashion. So I just kind of always enjoyed it from a distance. And with, you know, breakup energy, hot girl summer, I just was like, I need to start doing things that are going to make me feel confident and bring me some joy. So then I started, you know, being a wannabe influencer, which I fully own. Like, I don't care if you are trolling me and joking about the fact that like I'm writing inspirational shit on my Instagram with like a cute ass picture of myself. Like I love that shit. I love influencers. I love that whole life. I just think it's so great. And they made a career out of being themselves. And is that not what like radio and podcasting was? So it's like not too far off (laughs) anyways. So um, but now that I've been doing that, I'm like, oh, but I need all these new outfits for these videos and for these pictures. So now I'm just like a psycho shopper but it's so fun. So obviously there's like a slippery slope on the retail therapy where like you don't want to spend all your money, but it is just like kind of nice and it's like treating yourself. And I just, I think that's so wonderful. So, so wonderful, which actually brings me to my next point about investing in yourself. You guys, I did something recently that, I mean, not to be dramatic, but also that's kind of my thing completely changed my life. So I have been following Almost 30 podcast and their podcast pro account for a while now. And they just have tips on podcasting. And I know like if you're listening, maybe for the first time, um, you know, this has been a dream of mine. 
I always I grew up wanting to be in radio and work for E! News and be on the red carpet and have my own talk show. Like I always had kind of these big dreams that involved me talking. And, you know, podcasting wasn't really a big thing for me growing up. But when I got into radio, it started to kind of like pick up. And, you know, when I left radio, I was like, this is my chance. Left slash had to leave. Thanks, COVID um, radio. This was going to be like kind of my outlet to to kind of re-explore that world. And now it's kind of like, it's like a, it's, it's a new dream, but it's an old dream, you know? So I absolutely love podcasting and, you know, I really want to make this so good. And it was crazy because, you know, they were doing one-on-one coaching and I was like, okay, do I, do I spend the money on this? Just to be frank, like, do I spend the money on this? And, you know, I kind of went back and forth and I was like, I don't know. And then I was like, Bitch, what the fuck? Invest in you. Invest in you. Like, you are the only you. Like, you only get this life, you know, as far as we know. You only get this life for right now. And you are so quick to spend probably the equal amount of money on someone's wedding because you love them. Why not turn around and put some of that money into you? Like, and, and, I, I did it and it was so amazing. I had such a great experience. I'm so thrilled, um, you know, to hear positive feedback, get some like critiques and just make this so much better. And it was like, oh, my God, like it's probably the first time, you know, I had done something like that since going to college, you know, or, um, you know, making the decision to move to Oregon, like for radio and follow my dreams. It just like gave me this high of like, Yes, like we're going to do you. And I think that, you know, it's funny because going back to kind of going through this breakup, it's interesting because a lot of people talk about how now this is your chance to focus on you, right? Even Lizzo sings about it. She's like, you know, time to focus on you. All the big fights, long nights that you've been through. I've got a bottle of tequila I've been saving for you. And like, yes, bitch. And that concept to me was so funny because I was like, why is it? That that gets associated with breakups is investing in you. And let me tell you why. I want to go back to more on investing in you. But this is a relationship side comment right here. okay? because you should never stop investing in yourself and you should never stop focusing on you. And if you are in a relationship that you're not focusing on you, you're in the wrong relationship. You should never give up on you. Like not even, it might be time. It might be like, you might, it might be a time restriction you're looking at. You're like, oh my God, like I have to care for my partner. I might have kids, like all this stuff. But investing in yourself doesn't mean like fucking off to like a different country and eat, pray, loving that shit. It's little things. And I think the reason that it gets brought up a lot after a breakup is because it's so apparent that you in your relationship were not focusing on you, then that's why it wasn't a success. If you're in a relationship and it's and you're and you're somehow sacrificing everything about you, you're in the wrong relationship. We should never stop focusing on us. We should never get lost in our relationship. And you should be with a partner that wants you to go to back to school, wants you to go to, you know, doctor's appointments, wants you to do all these things. And so this is just like, a a PSA, as I like joked earlier about coaches don't play, but also I was in this game. I was in this game. And there was things, you know, even writing right now about taking a medical leave in 2016. I mean, 
when that happened, Jimmy and I had only been together for a few months and he stood by me for that. And that was awesome. And I think it was those things that kind of made me hold on. But just because shit's rainbows and unicorns in the beginning doesn't mean that it's always going to be that way. And like, yes, he is that guy and he was that guy fully through. But, you know, there wasn't the same level of support that I should have been having and that you should have. And that's what you should that's what you should give in love. And that's what you should be receiving in love. So, baby, if you are not getting that, like it's time, it's time. This is your sign to exit stage left. And like it's about you. So anyways, I want to talk about investing in yourself because, you know, I gave these kind of big examples about, you know, spending money to invest in the podcast and things like that. But I also kind of am realizing more about self-care as I'm trying to go through it and try to invest in myself because, you know, it is the, you know, maybe working out more and eating healthier. And it's not necessarily like, oh, my God, I have to have this hot revenge bod because that's been stressing me the fuck out. Like, oh, my God, I have to like I'm single now. I have to get super hot. It's like, no, I am hot right now. And it's more about putting things in that make me feel good. Like if legitimately if riding a Peloton ride does not make you feel good, don't get a Peloton. You know what I mean? I like it. I like cycle. Um, You know, I took a few classes with, you know, friends of the podcast and um, mentioned often Ryan and Julie Schmidt. Um, <laughs> we were for a very short time on a family gym membership together. And I think we only took maybe three cycle classes, but I enjoyed it. So when I got the Peloton, you know, it was kind of a no brainer. And I love that like my best friend Kim has one so she can encourage my ass to get on it. And, <laughs> you know, it's it's just like this really, you know, but if it's this great thing for me, but if it's not good for you, then don't do it. Um, it's just like, we have to find the thing though, that kind of keeps us motivated. And so, you know, laying in bed all day and never going outside and going for walks and never doing anything like physical at all, whether it's just stretching, like that's just not really an option, you know? So we got to find that thing, but also like small things, small things are also investing in yourself, like buying yourself a cute notebook. It's investing in you. Think about it like taxes, like people who like are really good at being at taxes, like they write shit off, right? Like if I was actually good at taxes when I was doing radio um, remote, like I could have written off this microphone. Now, I suck ass at taxes, so I didn't. But it's a part of the investment. So these little things are a part of that. Something I struggle with and I'm trying to get better. So that's why I'm saying it here is doctor's appointments. For someone who's so fucking sick, like I just get so discouraged when it comes to doctor's appointments. It's so hard for me to find one, so hard for me to get connected. Now it's hell of expensive and I get discouraged. And like it seems stupid to me to spend money on something that I think should be free, but it's also money well spent. So like go to the dentist, go to the doctors, like do those little things because like that's just investing in you in the long term. And then if you're sitting there thinking like, okay, you know, I mean, obviously it's hard. I'm not I I'm sitting here with a lot of privilege saying like, oh, I can spend the money on that. Right. Like and it's hard because I know people want to like go back to school and they can't find the money and then like they'd have to work and like all this stuff. So but if 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 you see roadblocks and you know you can get around them, get around them. You know what I mean? Find your way. If you can't, you can't. And that's OK, too. And but if you can't find some other way to invest in yourself, like like I said, they can literally be as small as I went. I'm I'm investing in my 
legs, so I'm taking them for walks every day. Like, I just think it's so important for us to remember how important we are. We are that bitch. We are that bitch. And we deserve to be treated as so. And I think, and like, I'm literally giving you all the pep talk I'm having to give to myself every morning to just get the fuck out of bed. Like, all I want to do is wake up at 5 a.m. every day. I can't seem to fucking do it. I got, I did 6 a.m. today, which is better than what I've been doing, which has been like six, like maybe 50 to start work at seven or at, you know, 725 to start work at 730. Like that just doesn't work for me. I need a morning routine and I'm investing myself to get better at doing that. And like, you should do that too. It's motherfucking mental health awareness month, bitches. Like there's no better time than now to like put yourself first and it's going to pay off. And if people are judging you for what you're spending your money on or what you're putting your energy to, you don't need them and they need to focus on them too. So it's all about just like loving yourself. And that's such a difficult, difficult thing to do. But when you start doing these small things, like they're all going to add up, like buy that dress, take that Instagram picture, take that thirst trap. If you only get five likes on it, then those are five people who liked you. That's more than more than you had before. But if, if no one likes the photo, you liked it. So share it. Like, I don't know, you guys. I know this is getting pretty cheap. <laughs> Uh, This is my first time doing, uh, hopefully, or I'm cutting this out, but this is my first time going back to YouTube. So I want to talk about that real quick because um, I keep touching my nose and I'm like, girl, you have not been on video in a hot minute. Um, So if you didn't know, if you're listening on the podcast or you just found the YouTube page, I started a YouTube page, I believe in 2012, called Ask Ashley. And I would just give advice on there. I've had several different funny like backdrops, as you can see throughout the year and camera quality, because I'm not erasing any of those are iconic. Um, And then I think around I don't even remember what year that was. I started doing I'm sorry, what the YouTube channel, which obviously now has become the podcast. And so in honor of that, I thought I would like go back to my very first I'm sorry, what video for the I'm sorry what segment today, which was, and no one should be surprised, wearing white to a wedding. Originally, I was going to do, you know, an Ask Ashley about it. I did do an Ask Ashley about being a bridesmaid. And it's funny because I wrote that after my very first time being a bridesmaid. So I would love to go back and revisit and see if I still have that same energy. Um, But I didn't watch my whole I'm sorry what on wearing white to a wedding. But I just thought I would relive that here today, but also add in a few other of my biggest like I'm sorry what things about weddings. So starting with white, you can watch old video if you'd like. I'm wearing some wonderful purple eyeshadow. Um, But What I don't what I always I'm sorry what about the whole white situation is that I literally never see anybody wear it in any other occasion. I go wine tasting so often it should be a crime and wine tasting is the place for the basic bitch sundress. So I have seen several basic bitch sundresses and I have only one time myself have worn a white dress and I rarely see anyone else wearing it. So I'm confused as to when you go to a wedding how the only option somehow becomes a white dress. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, what? I just, I don't get it. Like, I myself had made a mistake, okay? And it's a regret. When I was younger, I was like, I think a sophomore in college at this point. I went to a wedding. I wore a yellow skirt with a white tank top. The tank top was kind of the wrong word, but it was, 
a tank basically. The outfit was super cute. In my age now, I would never wear it. Like, I don't even think white accent. Like, I just, I can't do any of it. Like, just don't. Why test it? Why test it? Like, why even play that game? You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I'm sorry, what? Now, I was kind of trying to think about, like, what is the equivalent of, like, a man outfit that, like, should just, like, never see the light of day at a wedding? Um, You know, and obviously men wear white, too, and women have created these these faux pas or, you know, however you identify. I just feel like if you're wearing flip flops or running shoes, you have every right to be kicked out of the ceremony. Just like every right. Men, let me tell you, there are some running shoes that you might be able to sneak off. Okay, I've seen it. I would recommend Allbirds or like, you know, because they don't have big logos on them and they're subtle and they look really nice and you can probably get away with them with some slacks. But if you're running in with like a New Balance big ass N on your sneaker, like I will hand personally remove you. OK, I'm sorry what you if you are old enough to be attending a wedding of a friend, you are old enough to update your wardrobe and flip flops are only allowed if you're having like this beautiful Hawaiian or beach wedding of some sort or if that is is the dress code. But I I've only seen it once. I've only seen it once, like a full suit and flip flops. And I'm like, you committed to the top half. Just do the bottom as well. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he wasn't the man I was hitting on at the wedding. But um, yes. So I'm sorry. What? Get a better pair of shoes. Just invest in one. At some point, you're going to have to go on an interview or something. You'll wear them again. At some point, you'll probably get married and you'll wear them. Just buy the freaking shoes. Um, Okay, phones. I know this gets talked about a lot. And um, I just literally can't stand it. The fact that we have to have signs now that say unplug ceremony in like this beautiful font so no one realizes we're saying use your phone or fucking like get out like I will end it or like people do also a moment at their ceremony where they're like, okay, we're going to pose and everybody can take a picture. And this is no shade to the people who do that because I think it's super cute. But that's just saying that they had to come up with something to give like grandma to put her freaking iPad down so you can like let the people who paid hundreds of dollars to get these pictures get these pictures. Like, I just don't understand phones at weddings at all. Like, mine's off. When I go to a wedding, I'm in the p- worst panic shit of my life that my phone's going to, like, ring. That is my nightmare. Added to the list, it's it's definitely, like, at least a top five, is that my phone goes off during a wedding. I'd be horrified. I would make myself leave. I would excuse myself. I would like make myself take a shot of the worst tequila or something like no phones. Like if you want to bring them out at the very end of the night, like that's fine, I guess, you know, for like Snapchats or I bring I bring out my phone when I'm like, okay, we're taking cute group photos now, like any of that. But the ceremony is not the time and place. Also, don't be texting at dinner. Don't be texting at dinner. These people just paid at a minimum a minimum of 150 for your plate, for your plate, just you. And you're going to sit there and text like an ungrateful little shit? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And my last one, and this one's controversial, but hear me out. People who are drunk too early at weddings. I have made this mistake before myself. 
I pre-gamed a little too hard. And I mean, I stayed classy, but you can tell. Okay, listen. If Funky Town is still playing, if the DJ is still playing Funky Town and you're blacked out, it's too soon. It's too soon. Now, when Usher comes on, okay, that's okay. But anything, if anything from 2021 is playing, like 2018 to 2021 is on, you you can be blacked out. You can be blacked out. DJ's got to, it, it goes. But if Funky Town's on and you're drunk, you're, it's too soon. It's too soon. Okay. Because drunk people at a wedding ceremony, I've seen it go awry. I've seen it go awry. It's like, be quiet. We want you to make it through the whole night. Nobody wants you to be puking during toast. You know what I mean? Like get toasted during toast. But don't, you shouldn't already be, okay? What a pregame before a wedding should be is a nice glass of wine, a mimosa, you know, maybe one shot. But let's not, okay? Let's not with the whole, like, it's not college, okay? The cops aren't going to roll the party, all right? Like, there there is a certain end time. But guess what? We're adults now. We can go home and continue drinking or go to a bar after COVID. But there is absolutely no need, okay, for us to be like shotgunning a four loco before a wedding. Okay, that's a big, that's a big no. Like, I'm sorry, what? Like, there's going to be free alcohol there. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys. I had such a good time. This is I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I'm Ashley freaking sleek and I had the best time. I'm hoping this video comes out and you can now watch this on YouTube. Um, but please don't forget to invest in yourself and love yourself. And, you know, it's a weird thing to say, but happy Mental Health Awareness Month. And to my people struggling out there, I get you. I'm with you. I'm like virtually holding your hand. I I see you and, and I know and it's going to get better. It has to. It just has to. So it will. You know what I mean? Like, it's just annoying if it doesn't. So it will at some. Oh, I do want to tell you guys really quick. I had my first like hitting on someone experience post um, post <laughs> post breakup. And I'm really proud of myself. But I forgot to ask for the number. And I like did a full faux pas. Like, I don't know what I like. Bitch, I didn't even I went in, but I didn't close. You know what I mean? So let me tell you a little bit about it. Like this is a longer podcast than I thought it was going to be. But I feel like what's what what would be worse? Me not telling you the story and just like ending in 30 or you like, you know, you staying a little bit longer and hearing the story as someone who stays on the phone with my girlfriends and guy friends for hours. I can tell you that it's always worth hearing. So I was up visiting um, my girl Haley, she's getting married in two weeks. I'm her maid of honor. Um, we went out and did trivia at a pizza parlor with her fiance. And then it was super fun because his best man was there. And then, um, his best, best man's girlfriend, who is like an absolute incredible human being. I'm obsessed with her, but, um, it was super fun. We were like playing trivia and um, we went to the bathroom as girls do all together. And one of her, one of her friends was there. She was super fun as well. We went pee. OK, we walk by the bar. I'm like, hey, you guys like. There's a is that guy cute at the bar or have I just been drinking and I'm single because like, I don't know, the standards are wild right now. Um, and they're like, no, he's cute. So we like go back to the table and they're like, okay, just go talk to him. You know what I mean? And I was like, okay, like I'm out of the game, but it's fine. I'm going to do it. So he's sitting alone at the bar and I walked up opening line. I hit him with a, oh, so you don't like trivia? 
or like you know not into trivia and he like turned around he was beautiful you guys I was like try not to drool get your shit together I was wearing like my mask so I was like thank god because I have a mustache like this is the one good thing about COVID um and <laughs> so you know we were like chatting we we're chatting for a while and um you as you know like you if you've listened to this podcast a lot I had Ben on my podcast and he's from Wisconsin and I like brought that up somehow because he had gone to Wisconsin so thank you Ben for that um little tidbit that really helped with my game um I talked about you know sports because Ghirardelli did Willie Mays's 90th birthday cake if you didn't see that and um obviously I, I work for Ghirardelli as well my boss put so much work into that so I used that as well like I was just striking conversation it was so fun but then I forgot how to end it and I looking back hindsight like I had my receipt and a pen in my hand I should have just like written my wrote my number down and been like well if you ever you know want to talk and you know obviously he didn't ask for mine either but like I'm just taking that as the fact that he was so bewitched by my sparkling personality he didn't even know what to do he's so taken aback but anyways I was so worried and I've been so stressed about dating because my online dating game has not been the best because I really think I thrive better in person and we're in COVID so you know um but it wasn't that bad and I got through it. And if that guy would have just rejected me, he would have just rejected me. And I would have just like done a shot. You know what I mean? So I think um, the, my moral of the story here is that it was very fun. I, I've been very discouraged about dating. And, you know, obviously it hasn't been that long from my breakup. And I understand that. I'm just impatient. And, um, you know, we can do it. Like we're capable of so many things we just like don't do because we don't think we can like, that's just so crazy to me. You know why? Let's just do it. So I hope this podcast got you really fired up today. And um, I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening. Please, please, please like, comment, subscribe, share this episode with a friend. Give it a five star rating if you feel it. Fine. Four and a half. I get it. Um, whatever you like to do. And, you know, thank you so much for listening. OK, bye.